Good morning. I'm Jim Knopp. I serve on your board of trustees. I have just a few announcements for you this morning. If you are have a social or if you have a device with you, if you could take that out and check in on social media and then please silence or turn off your device so we can all have this sacred hour of service, that would be greatly appreciated. This afternoon at 1.30, Jim Ernston will is facilitating a workshop on another chance at a new beginning. Jim has been our ministerial intern and is one of the candidates for our associate minister position. So we are especially, we especially invite you to attend, not only to learn, but also to give him support and encouragement. That's today at 1.30. This is a busy week here at Unity, as it is almost every week, right? Right, I guess, okay. Uh, Monday, Monday, tomorrow, Reverend Jeanette leads a study on Emmett Fox's Sermon on the Mount. Tuesday, join Lou Longmire and create a vision for your life. Wednesday, Reverend Ray and Robin Nelson kick off Prosperity Plus Three. Thursday is the Fool Moon Drum Circle. Friday is a live channeled event with Nia Claire. Saturday, it's Singles, Mingles, and a Potluck, and Game Night. And next Sunday, Reverend Tony Fish, another candidate for the Associate Minister position, will be our guest speaker in the morning and then lead a workshop on what is my prosperity consciousness in the afternoon. She'll also be teaching a class on Tuesday, January 21st, on cheating. Okay, this is going to help a lot. Um, She'll be teaching a class on Tuesday the 21st on creating and expanding your prosperity consciousness. That worked out. I'm almost done. I know. All right, prayer chaplain requirement begins this requirement. Prayer chaplain recruitment begins this month. All interested should plan to attend the Affirmative Prayer Workshop on Saturday, February 8th. This is a requirement for prayer chaplains, but is open to all. That's February 8th at 10. There are certainly sign-up sheets on the Garden Court for any of these events that I've tried to talk about this morning. And uh, feel free to sign for the peak of the week as well. That's delivered electronically. If you're getting the travel bug, it's January. Many people like to think about traveling somewhere else. There are still openings for the May trip to Greece with Reverend Pat and Connie. They will follow the footsteps of Paul, and several others have already signed up for that trip as well. It's a 10-day trip that includes a three-day Mediterranean cruise. The price goes up after January 25th, so now is the time to sign up. Itinerary and registration forms are in the Garden Court. We now turn to prayer with Reverend Pat. Join me in our opening prayer. Let's again just take that deep breath together, knowing as we do, we breathe in the breath of God. And we exhale and we let go. And we surrender again and again to that infinite presence within. We feel this presence today expressing through us as life, knowing that truly we are in the flow of life. And for that, we are so grateful. So this morning, we pray with those that have requested our prayers. We pray with those that are having challenges. We look beyond the appearances and know the truth. And for that, we are grateful. 
So it is with great joy, with gratitude in our heart for each other, for this community, that we say thank you, God, together. Thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's appreciate this day, okay? Let's stand for our opening song. Thank you, thank you. Please be seated. You know the words and music? Obviously, you noticed that was by Laura Dockin. Yes, thank you. And uh, Wow, Laura, you can certainly tell you've been in church a long time. This is the beautiful words, and that's kind of like what we're talking about this morning. So we could just invite the ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. Well, we are so grateful that you're with us this morning. We really are. Your, your presence here, as I've told a couple of people this morning, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And I give thanks that we have the streaming capabilities. Thank you, God. But your presence here adds to the collective consciousness. And so thank you for showing up and being present here today. 
our core value here, one of our core values, is that of welcoming. And uh, so, my dear friends, uh, we want to welcome our guests today. So if you're with us today for the first, second, or third time, would you allow us to honor your presence here today? Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hands. Courage, courage, courage. First, second, we've got courage, courage, courage. We've got courage out there. Wow. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card there if you choose to turn that into our book desk. Then we have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that very personal welcome. All of that's important and yet one of the most important things that is said on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. And that is, my dear friends, wherever you are in your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, we behold the living presence of the divine within you. We also welcome those that are streaming with us today. We're grateful that you've taken part of your day to be with us. Let's appreciate these marvelous guests, okay? Now we greet each other, we do it with a handshake, a hug, a smile, namaste. We asked in this church before we... Let's do it, okay. So if you did not get a chance to speak to the person you wanted to speak with, we invite you to join us for coffee and tea today following today's service. Now let's settle in for the reading of the Daily Word. Good morning. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you're invited to mentally add your prayers to the written requests already in the box. After the service, the prayer box will be located in the garden court, where you may add your written requests. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they're forwarded to Silent Unity, where they're prayed for for an additional 30 days. The word for today is inner peace. The affirmation is, inner peace brings me strength, calm, and clarity. Like the soft glow of a candle, God's peace shines forth from the center of my being. This peace is part of my spiritual inheritance, always ready to be called into expression, no matter what is happening around me. Divine peace comes through me, rather than to me, as I remember that I am God's living expression, created in God's image and likeness. To lay hold of God's peace, I need only be willing 
to let go of anything that blocks it. My willingness allows my power of elimination to work through me as I release all thoughts of limitation, unforgiveness, lack, and fear. My energy continues to grow more and more peaceful and focused as I release each of my limiting thoughts. I become centered in the pure peace of God. And scripture tells us, he woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. Mark 4, 39. The word for today is inner peace. prepare ourselves for meditation. As we settle into our seats, take that breath and release. And if it feels right to close our eyes. And we see God as the foundation of all things. This is our vision our vision of goodness, 
our vision of beauty. We take another breath. We see the good in all things. We tell ourselves, this is my natural state, one of goodness. And I bask in that knowledge that I was created in the image and likeness of God, which is all good. That is my expectation, to see the good in everything. I see past worldly appearances, and I see the truth of all things. I see past those things that do not serve me spiritually. I know the truth, and it is apparent here and now. I see beauty everywhere, in the people I meet, in the situations of my day, in the thoughts that I hold in mind. I take a breath and I smile. I know that that divine spirit is here with me now. That there is never a place that I am separated from that divine presence. And I take another breath. And I notice that inhale, and I feel the release of that exhale. And we take the next few moments to practice this awareness, this awareness of beauty, as we move into silence.
as we come out of this silence. With that vision, we claim the good. We claim the beauty that is ours. And our spirit expands as we recognize beauty within ourselves and those around us. And we know that we are one with that good. And we allow that goodness to extend out to fill this city with feelings of pure beauty and joy and let it expand out into the world. We are so grateful, so grateful for that vision. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and move back into this room and know that it is so. Namaste.
Judy Venar, our choir director, wrote that song. Wow. Wow. We began a brand new series this morning, and it's called, you know, Practical Keys to Spiritual Living. And I'm always excited about the series that we offer here, but I'm extremely excited about this series. A few years ago, we did a series on how to. Do you remember that series we did? We took the teachings and we said, how do we apply them in our life? And so this series is similar to that. In that we're, if you look at your, or you look on the front of your bulletin, you will see the things that we're going to talk about during this series. Practical keys to a new way, a spiritual way of living. We're going to talk about vision and prosperity and selfishness and forgiveness and loneliness and prayer and how to handle setbacks, spiritual setbacks in our life. So I believe it's a very important, a very important series, you know, because not only do we have to know and we have to understand these principles, right? And we can know them in our heart and we can know them in our head, but until we really apply them in our life, we do not own these principles. We do not own these spiritual universal laws. And it's by applying it in practical application in our life. And prove me now, says the Lord of hosts. So once we hear these principles, we begin to prove it in our own life. So I'm excited about the series. And I, I will be doing most of the lessons. I'm going to be out of town, but I have a couple of wonderful guest speakers coming in. You don't want to miss that as well. So um, come and join us, and we'll build one week onto the other week. I also want to say that today we begin a series. Uh, today, as we begin, it's a series, uh, begin our series. The lesson is about vision. You know, I'll be honest with you. I really didn't pay much attention to vision before I came into this teaching. I really didn't know how important visioning was for my own personal life. I don't know about you, but I uh, would go in and you would see the vision on the walls of companies. You would see it in corporations, and you would, many people would have it on plaques. But I didn't get how important it was that a vision for me helps spirit to work through me to guide my life. To, you know, to preach and teach universal truth principles so that I may grow and therefore assist others with their growth. What a vision for my life. 
And so I think it's important that we have a clear vision. And does that vision change? Yes, I believe that vision does change. That vision changes as we grow, as we grow. So if we start with just the practicality of defining vision, vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination and wisdom. Now, I love that fact. This is from the dictionary. I love the fact that they said imagination and, and wisdom because imagination is one of our key gifts. Imagination has been called the scissors of the mind. We can let go of those things that no longer serve us. And of course, wisdom is different. Wisdom is different from knowledge. Knowledge is the the knowledge, as we just talked about it recently in the minister's class, knowledge is those facts and those things that we put into, that we kind of put into ourselves. We put them in, we study, we get the facts, and this is knowledge, and this is important. But wisdom comes from within. Wisdom comes from within. It is we have all the wisdom we need within. We just have to allow that to come out. And often what wisdom does, it comes through intuition. As we begin to develop our intuition, that is wisdom, my dear friends. And the dictionary says we use the, the imagination and we use wisdom. The, and a vision is a picture or an idea you have in your mind of yourself, your business, or anything that is going to happen. It's a clear vision, helps you to pursue dreams and achieve goals. It's an idea of the future. You know, but it's so often we don't create that vision for our life. We just step into it and it's like we're just waiting to expect the next thing to happen. Well, life is life. Life is. And we get to guide that isness, that lifeness, through that process of vision. Charles Fillmore also comments on vision and he says in the, the revealing word, he says, This is vision. He says, Vision, spiritual vision, is seeing God as the foundation of all, the source of all, and the substance of all, seeing the good, the true, and the beautiful everywhere. In this manner is the single eye and vision perfected. So you see the difference between vision that so often we see in companies or, or other places. We are about spiritual vision. We are about spiritual vision in that we... As, as we go about our life, creating that vision and allowing spirit to work through us, we know these truths, regardless of how our vision begins. We know that God is the foundation of all, the source of all. So that whatever we're experiencing as we go through it, whether it's, it's challenges in our life, as I recently just received a call from someone that's really got a challenge in their life, but we knew together that God was the source and God is the foundation of our life. So here, it's so important that we allow our vision, our own personal vision, to come from within, to come from within and allow that vision to be revealed through us, allow it to be revealed through us. You know, I, I, someone said to me one time, is your talk finished? And I said, it's never finished. It's just time to give it. It's just time to give the talk. And I had big plans for this talk. And yesterday, I was, I was getting ready. I'd made notes during the week and the previous week. And I was getting ready to sit down and begin my work. And suddenly, this verse from Scripture just would not let me go. Have you ever been there before? Oh, I didn't like it. 
because I was ready to, let's get through this. Let's check it off. And suddenly it was like, oh my gosh, Spirit, what is this about? And so I immediately said, okay, I surrender. I surrender. Well, I didn't immediately. Let me be clear about that. I don't do too much immediate work. But oh my gosh, I surrendered. And I went and I got the scripture. The scripture is so powerful, my friends. There's, no, there's a reason that God said to me through my heart, this is what you're supposed to preach about today. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> and it's the story of Abraham in the Old Testament. Abraham. And he says, you know the story of Abraham, you know, and we sang about faith this morning. And what does Abraham represent? Faith. There's no accident there. Representing, you might remember that, that God said to Abraham, now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And so Abraham left the land, left where he was. Wow, what a calling. What a calling to get up and leave. And let me tell you what, he was not 21. You know, he was 75. At 75, guys, our work is not done. There is things for us to do as long as we have a breath in our body. But anyway, so he left. And he took his nephew Lot. You remember that? He took Lot with him. And they prospered and the herds were big. And so they decided to separate. They decided to go to separate in different directions. And this scripture here in, in the 13th chapter, it says, And the Lord said to Abram, not Abraham yet. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Raise your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. And he goes on to say, and I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that one, you cannot even count the dust of the earth. You cannot count your offspring. Rise up. And walk the length and the breadth of the land, and I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled in the oaks of Manran, which are now Hebron. And there he built an altar to the Lord. Scripture, let's take it apart just a little bit. First of all, it says, and the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, if we want to manifest our vision sometimes, we have to separate from people. We have to make choices, hard choices in our life. But we get to look at that and allow spirit to guide us. But they knew, Abraham knew, Abram knew at that time that it was absolutely imperative that he and Lot separate from each other. And he says, after Lot had separated from him, raise your eyes now. And look from the place where you are. Raise your eyes. Look beyond appearances. Raise your eyes 
and look from the place where you are. Oh, my friends, our vision can only begin in the place where we are. That's where we are right now. And that's where our vision begins, where we are. And he says, and then he looked northward and southward and eastward and westward. And I thought of the four directions. You got it in the Native American? He looked northward, which means courage and strength and endurance. He looked south, which meant healing, the seeds of life, the love and compassion. And he looked east, the place of new beginnings. The sun brings hope each day from the east, one day at a time. And then he looked westward. And the westward is about the bearers of the word, the importance of speaking the word. And Abram looked in all four directions. And each of these directions represented something in his life that he needed in order to fulfill his vision. The vision that God had placed in his heart. He knew that it was important to have courage. He knew it was important to have love and compassion. He knew it was important to begin each day with a renewal of spirit. And he knew the power of the spoken word and the importance of that word and how it manifests in our life. How we use the power of the spoken word to create our vision in our life. And he goes on to say, he looks westward and, and, the, and for all the land that you see, I will give to your offspring forever. Oh my goodness. For all the land that you can see, when you initially read that, what do you think? Whatever I can see, whatever I can see with my physical eyes. And yet, my dear friend, our vision is not about seeing with physical eyes. Our vision is about seeing with the eyes of spirit. The eyes of spirit that is within us. That's what we are called to do. We're called to see from within those eyes, those eyes of our heart and create a vision much larger than where we are right now. We have to raise up and look beyond where we are for right now. And he says, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, etc., etc." And we know that Abraham is the father of all nations, the father of Christianity, the father of Islam, the father of Judaism. And what a vision as he looked beyond that. And he says, oh, rise up and walk the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. It's one thing for us to have a vision, right? It's one thing to see it in our mind. But guess what? We have to see it first on the inside before it can, we can, we have to see it and believe it on the inside before it's going to manifest on the outside. And there's something for us to do to create that vision. And Abram had something to do. Abram walked, and that was action taken, and the importance of action taking. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled elsewhere. He settled. Sometimes we have to move. We think, well, we have to move physically. Yes, we have to move physically sometimes, if that's the way spirit guides you another state, another job. But we also, more important than that, we have to move in consciousness. 
We have to move in consciousness. If we want to create a new vision in our life, in our life for our community, we have to move in consciousness. We cannot create it where we are right now. And how do we move in consciousness? We move in consciousness by doing the work. And so, of course, you know, at age 90, I think Abram was 99, 99 years of age. Wow. And he was still childless. Ishmael, of course, had been born. But Sarah had not had a child from Abram. And guess what? She did. She did. And so what, that, what does that mean for us? It means at times that even because we have a vision and it doesn't manifest tomorrow, that as long as we hold on to that vision and we know that that vision is from spirit within, that it will manifest. And we, my friends, get to be patient. We get to believe sometimes the unbelievable. We get to set this vision in such a way that, oh my goodness, you know, that's when I have that vision and I share it with limited people. I share it with limited people because guess what? Sometimes the vision is so big that people will say to you, are you crazy? Do you think you can do that? If it comes from within you, you can do that. I think sometimes that we hesitate to create a vision for our life. I think sometimes we hesitate because we've said, I've done this before. I've done it before. Why should it work this time? Why should it work this time? I don't know about you, but my spiritual journey is about falling down and getting up. My spiritual journey is about remembering and forgetting. And so, yes, each and every year, I think it's imperative that we sit down and we review what has happened and set a new course for this next year. So we cannot allow fear to keep us from doing it. We cannot allow, we know how to manifest with spirit within, especially has been revealed to us. If this has not been revealed to us, it would not be for ours to do, which might lead me to the New Testament scripture in John, John, the 15th chapter. And this verse means so much to so many people I know in this room. You did not choose Jesus speaking. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I anointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. See, this vision within you is chosen by spirit. It is chosen by the divine. It's chosen and only you can carry out this vision. Only you can do it in your life. So wow, what a difference it makes to know that as that vision comes through me, that it is chosen by spirit. It is revealed. It is revealed by spirit. So how do you go about, well, Pat, Reverend Pat, how do I go about doing this? Wow. I don't know about you, but when's the last time you spent an hour alone in stillness, in silence, 
and allowed spirit to work through you. In reflection, that is the way that you began. You began in the quietness and the stillness to allow spirit to move in and through you and reveal to you what is yours to do in your vision. And of course, fear will come up. Of course, fear will come up. And we move through that fear. I think sometimes that another reason why we do not create a vision in our own life is because it is challenging sometimes to let go of the past. And hanging on to the past does not help us create our vision in our life. Did you know that when you go back and you live in that past and you continually talk about the past, that the subconscious mind does not know any difference that it's happened then or happened now? So if you continue to talk about that past right there, that mind thinks it's happening right now. So if it's something negative that's keeping you from it and you continue to talk about it, it's going to hold you exactly where you are. You have to let go of that and begin to have a different conversation. But also, sometimes the things in the past are good things. You might have uh, accomplished something. And yes, we remember it and we look at it, but we do not hang out there. Regardless of whether we perceive it's negative or positive, we don't hang out there. We go there, we see what we can learn from it, and we live in the present moment. We live in the present moment. And you say, so Reverend Pat, why in the world then would you create a vision if you're just gonna live in the present moment? I like to use this example. This is today. I'm living, guess what? Exactly the way spirit guides me today to live. But I also have a vision. And I can live in today and also keep my eye on the vision. Oh, my dear friends, there may be fear. There may be not letting go of the past. You may stumble. But as Emerson once said, yes, you may stumble. But you will know what it's like to stumble and get up again. One time, there was a man that went to his guru. And he wanted to know, you know, wanted to know exactly how he was supposed to live his vision. And the guru said to him, take this handful of salt and put it in this cup of water and drink it. And he drank the salt, salty water. And his teacher, the guru, said, and so what did that feel like? What was it? He said, it was bitter. It was so bitter as he spit it out. He says, come with me. And they walked to a beautiful lake. He says, take the salt and put it in the lake and drink from it. What does it taste like? And he says, it is sweet. It is sweet. My friends, we must increase our vision. We must increase it not to the size of a cup, but to the size of a lake. And as we increase it to the size of a lake, my friends, it is sweet. If we have that size of a lake, those bumps that come along don't taste so bad. But if we keep our vision small, like that of the cup. And when those bumps come along, it is indeed bitter.
We are called to have a vision. Wow. We are called to listen to spirit and allow that vision to come through each and every one of us. Wow, this Tuesday night, Lou Longmire will be doing even a deeper, I almost said a deeper dive, but a different dive, a different dive about visioning. I encourage you to come this Tuesday night as Lou does that. And during this series, each and everything that is spoken of on Sunday, we will take it to Tuesday night and have the opportunity for questions, all types of things. It's a great, great opportunity. So we have a choice, my friends. We can continue 2020 with a cup or a lake. I love you. I bless you. Oh, my gosh. And I behold the living presence of God within you. And so it is. Amen.
invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. If you're giving your gift with someone, I invite you to hold it together, bless it together. So let's just go within and let go again. Let's affirm together our offertory blessing found in your order of service. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am and silently. Thank you, God. Amen. So thank you, sweet spirit. Thank you for your guidance, comfort, love, peace. We go forth today 
knowing you as wholeness. This morning we especially pray with those that are experiencing challenges in our community. We look beyond appearances and know their wholeness as well. So we bless these tithes, these gifts, and these offerings. We bless what's been received in the mail this week. We bless it all, and we send it forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you, thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our on-duty unity prayer chaplains, we invite you to stand. These individuals arrived early. They held sacred space in the sanctuary, and they're here to hold that sacred space with you. So today, if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. I also want to encourage you to attend Jim's workshop this afternoon. Uh, you know, today is his official last day as our intern, as our intern. He's been with us for four months. We appreciate him greatly. May we appreciate him this morning. And I encourage you to come to his workshop this afternoon as well. Also, uh, he has, he's preached with us three times, uh, that's September the 29th, November the 3rd, and November the 17th. We invite you to listen to him again as well. Uh, also inviting you to come to our minister's class on Thursday morning. We had such a great time. Somehow or another, I left it out of the announcements. It was so great. So, you know, but it's the flow of life by Mr. Butterworth, and we just had a great time. So come and be about part of that. Robin and Ray is here this morning. They begin their um, prosperity class uh, this coming, I believe it's Tuesday, Wednesday night, Wednesday night. And then if you are single and you are interested in the singles, mingles, that's this Saturday from 4 to 7. I have only been once, and that was for the first start of the group. I don't qualify to be there. But needless to say, if you are single, not if you want to be single, if you are single, <laughs> we invite you to come to that, okay? So um, that is the deal. How, how are you doing out there? Yes, yes, and it's just so good to have you here this morning. So I believe that we have children out there. I believe I know who they belong to, kinda. So let's, bring, let's stand up and bring them in. Today we talked about loving and how we can love ourselves regardless of outward appearances. We did the story of the prodigal son with the older kids. 
and had craft projects, and it was great fun. And if you have been thinking, how could I serve this community in a different way? And these guys, you're looking down here and you're going, oh my gosh, I really want to be with them. We have a great time. Come talk to me, because we would love to have you on our team. Thank you, everyone. Let's appreciate these adult volunteers. Let us know our prayer for protection and our peace song together. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell.